1: Good morning, I'm Amy Morris. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. First, we want to get you updated on the very
2: latest. Three days after an incursion into Israel from Gaza and the fighting has intensified. More than 700 people killed by Hamas militants in Israel. Some 400 Palestinians died in fighting and retaliatory attacks. Thousands more have been injured. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu.
3: Hamas started a cruel and evil war. We will win this war, but the price is too heavy to bear. This is a very difficult day for all of us.
2: Israel has formally declared war against Hamas. The head of the Islamic Jihad, a smaller militant faction in Gaza, says his group has been holding more than 30 Israelis captive. Israel Defense Force spokesman Colonel Jonathan Konrikas says the number of captives is substantial.
4: Some of them presumed dead, some of them probably alive, some of them military personnel, and some of them civilians.
2: Israel's military has launched hundreds of airstrikes in less than two days. Israeli Defense Forces spokesperson Daniel Hagari accused Hamas of being more brutal than ISIS. Israeli intelligence indicates that Hamas are hiding among Gazan civilians inside Gazan homes and schools, hospitals and mosques. Israeli Defense Forces spokesperson Daniel Hagari says the IDF will target militants wherever they are in Gaza. The Wall Street Journal is reporting Iran has helped Hamas plan the assault on Israel.
1: Well, Amy, within hours of the attack, the Israeli Defense Forces launched Operation Swords of Iron, cutting off power and carrying out airstrikes against targets in Gaza. The Palestinian Health Ministry says hundreds of people, including children, have been killed there. Reacting to the events, Riyad Mansour, the Palestinian observer at the United Nations, took a defiant tone.
0: We chose the peaceful path to achieve our rights, but Israel continued using blunt force Against Palestinian lives and Palestinian rights. Israel cannot wage a full scale war on a nation, its people, its land, its holy sites, and expect peace in exchange.
1: Despite Riyadh Mansour's comments, Israel says it won't stop until Hamas's military infrastructure is dismantled. And reactions still pouring in from around the world. Greg
2: Roman is Middle East Forum director.
5: This was the largest operational and intelligence failure in the history of the Israeli military and Israeli government. You essentially have the equivalent of 6 nine-elevens plus captives by the way in which Hamas was able to execute this operation.
2: Jonathan Panikoff is a director at the Atlantic Council.
6: The complexity of this attack from Hamas's perspective was not only incredibly successful, but it was incredibly impressive. And I think U.S. officials, Israeli officials, are going to have to really re-examine some of their base assumptions going forward.
2: The Atlantic Council's Jonathan Panikoff says Iranian President Abraham Raisi issued a message congratulating Hamas on its victory.
1: Well, I mean the U.S. is responding to the attacks in both words and words. And in action. Bloomberg said Baxter has that part of the story.
3: The first action is that the U.S. has dispatched a carrier group to the eastern Mediterranean. Statement from Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says in part My team and I will continue to be in close contact with Israeli counterparts to ensure that they get what they need to protect their citizens. And Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the direction is clear. Hamas wouldn't be Hamas without the support that it's gotten over many years from Iran. President Joe Biden has registered his unreserved support for Israel, and House Republicans have expressed the desire to choose a speaker as quickly as possible to be able to deal with any developing situation. Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio.
2: I right, Thank you, Ed. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer told China's foreign minister he was very disappointed by Beijing's reaction to Hamas launching an unprecedented incursion into Israel.
5: I urge you and the Chinese people to stand with the Israeli people and condemn these cowardly and vicious attacks.
2: State broadcaster CCTV is reporting Schumer will meet later with Chinese President Xi Jinping.
1: Amy, a growing number of international airlines have suspended flights to Israel after the country declared a state of war. And we get the latest with Bloomberg's Lisa Mateo. The Federal Aviation Administration is advising airlines to monitor the security situation before resuming operations. And the head of American Airlines Pilots Union said members shouldn't fly to Israel until the situation is safe. U.S. carriers, including Delta, United and American Airlines, canceled their service to Tel Aviv, as did European airlines such as Lufthansa and Air France, and budget specialist Wizz Air from Hungary. Virgin Atlantic has canceled some of its flights into and out of Tel Aviv, and British Airways said flights will operate with adjusted departure times. Lisa Mateo, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Lisa, thank you. Well, oil jumping on the conflict. Crude originally surged more than 5 percent. It has since paired some of those gains in checking oil. NYMEX crude oil is up 3 percent at $85.30 a barrel. Brent is up 2.7 percent. for a look at some of the other stories making news around the world. For that, we're joined by Bloomberg's John Tucker. John, good morning.
4: And good morning, Karen. House Republicans predict they will have a new speaker in place by midweek after closed-door debates intended to avoid the messy 15-round process that led to the election of now-deposed Speaker Kevin McCarthy in January. Colorado GOP Congressman Ken Buck
3: For those folks that that think we are projecting a a chaotic image, uh, it makes a lot more sense to do this behind closed doors and get it finished before we go to the floor.
4: The Speaker election takes on new urgency after Hamas militants attacked Israel, prompting calls for more U.S. assistance. Without a Speaker, the House cannot conduct legislative business, even with bipartisan support for Israel in the chamber. It's unclear what aid might need congressional approval. With well, The war in Israel is igniting fears of violence spreading across the world, especially in places with large Jewish populations like New York City. Kenneth Corey is the retired NYPD chief of the department. At this moment, there are no specific credible threats against New York City. I have a lot less confidence in that statement today than I did two weeks ago, because you had an attack of this magnitude, of this level of sophistication that went undetected both by the Israeli security services and by U.S. intelligence. In other news, around 4,000 United Auto Workers members at Mack Trucks will strike today. That story in this report from
5: Bloomberg's Jeff Bellinger. Nearly three-quarters of the UAW workers rejected a tentative agreement in the latest dispute between the union and auto companies. The strike action against Mack Trucks, owned by Sweden's Volvo, opens a new front in the UAW's fight for better pay and conditions. Last month, the union launched an unprecedented strike against the big three Detroit automakers, General Motors, Ford and and Stellantis. Jeff
4: Bollinger, Bloomberg Radio. Global news 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm John Tucker, and this is Bloomberg Karen.
1: All right, John, thank you. Well, we bring you news throughout the day here on Bloomberg Radio, but now you can get the latest news on demand whenever you want it. Subscribe to Bloomberg News Now to get the latest headlines at the click of a button. Get informed on your schedule. You can listen and subscribe to Bloomberg News Now on the Bloomberg Business app, Bloomberg.com, plus Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Here's John Stash, Hour. John.
5: Karen, there's no question which NFL team looks like the most complete team right now. It's the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football at Levi Stadium. Wallop the Dallas Cowboys, 42-10. to Brock Purdy threw four touchdown passes. Three of them went to George Kittle. While Dak Prescott, who struggled in two playoff losses the last two seasons, against the Niners struggled again last night he threw three interceptions there is another undefeated team it's Philadelphia the Eagles games have been closer but they keep winning they beat the Rams in LA 23-14 Kansas City is 4-1 and 27-20 at Minnesota the Vikings just 1-4 the Detroit Lions are in first place they're 4-1 42-24 over Carolina the Panthers the NFL's only winless team at 0-5 Miami 4-1 and The Dolphins crushed the Giants 31-16. They had twice as many total yards. And Miami's back in first place, AFC East, because in London, Buffalo lost to Jacksonville 25-20. The Jaguars went to London, played consecutive games, and won them both. Baseball playoffs, what a week for the Texas Rangers. They're now 4-0, all the wins on the road. They won twice at Tampa Bay to win that series and two wins at Baltimore. Rangers held on to win 11-8, a grand slam for Mitch Garver. They go home up 2-0. The Twins won in Houston 6-2. Carlos Correa 3 hits, 3 RBIs against his former team. That series is tied at 1. John Stash Bloomberg Sports.
6: Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you.
2: More than two days after the initial incursion from Gaza into Israel, more than a thousand people are dead. Dozens of Israelis have been taken hostage. We're joined now by Bloomberg's Israel Bureau Chief, Ethan Bronner. Ethan, thank you for taking the time with us. What is the latest now on the ground in Israel?
3: Um, the army seems to be closing in on um taking control of the towns along the Gaza border in the south that they uh, had not had control of for the last 48 hours but there are still they say Hamas fighters at large around there we think at least a thousand came in on Saturday morning which means that some of them may be beyond the South um, and uh Israel is also bombing in Gaza it's hit, hit more than a thousand targets it's trying to stop it says uh infrastructure from leading to more uh, shooting of rockets and missiles but there are still uh, about a hundred at least hostages taken uh, in in gaza held by both islamic jihad and hamas and uh, israel remains in a state of, of deep shock it must be said
2: that shock because of what a lot of people are calling an intelligence failure it seems like this was a massive failure of intelligence of communication tell us where that stands now what what are we learning
3: well, um, the the military and the government are saying, uh, never, nobody is denying that this is a terrible failure, but they're all saying we have to focus on what we have to do now. We don't have time right this minute to do an investigation. That said, uh, a few things seem clear. One is that uh, Hamas had been acting like it was much more interested in negotiating and, and um, a more peaceful path in the last months and years. Uh, and meanwhile, it seems to have been preparing a very, very big Big, uh, attack. Uh, and if, in fact, it turns out that it was that conscious and active deception, that will certainly be interesting. There, there, were, there was evidence of them practicing for an attack, but the army thought it was um, not serious. The other accusation that I haven't been able to confirm is that because of this government's interest in the settlements of the West Bank of, of, of troops that sh- could have been in the South, so uh, there are a number of things, but one of them, uh, I'd say two specific. The one is that Israel and the Saudi Arabia were moving toward uh, mutual recognition to a, to a warmer relationship, just the sort of thing that Palestinians feel they're going to be left out in the cold if it goes forward. And uh, the other thing was a sense of division politically inside Israel that led Hamas and its sponsors in Iran to think that this was a moment of weakness that could would be worth going after Israel for. So this was a kind of all out attack. It has been such a brutal attack with so many civilians slaughtered that Israel is in the process of planning to to uh, an equally brutal attack on the uh, Hamas military infrastructure and I think this is going to go on for some months.
2: The risk of this growing wider and spreading not just there but throughout the region where there may be more ramifications. Yes. How is mm-hmm. that risk growing now?
3: Well, um how Uh, Hamas is one of uh, several um, organizations that are anti-Israel that are linked to Iran. Another key one is Hezbollah. Uh, in Lebanon and also partly in Syria. Uh, And and Iran has been supplying missiles and funding and training to all of these groups. Uh, And uh, the sense is, the concern is, that if there are 150,000 missiles underground in Lebanon that are aimed at Israel, uh, that if Israel goes in all out in uh, Gaza, that maybe Hezbollah will join in. For that reason, partly the United States sent... uh, a fleet uh, to the Eastern Mediterranean to send a message to Iran and to Lebanon uh, not to do so.
2: How does this end? Is there a way out?
3: I am uh, unaware of an easy way out. As far as I can see, the uh, desire in Israel is for to, to put an end to any military capacity Hamas will ever have in the future. Uh, I find it hard to imagine that the world will be able to persuade Israel not to go ahead with what was going to be a very tough war.